Okay, everyone. Hello, hello. Uh, this is the Dante Lafonte podcast, episode eighty-three. I know what episode it is this week. Last week I didn't know what episode we we're on, but now I know we're on episode eighty-three. This is with Connor, Sherilyn, and Dante Lafonte is on the road. Uh, we are playing a show at below at Bass below at Belasco Theater on June twenty-fourth with Archer O, Shirley Tempo, and Makeout Reef come out to the shows it's gonna be uh pretty cool i'm doing a, a a special podcast promoting the show that i haven't i haven't announced yet i can't announce yet but it's with a, a comedian i really love so i'm excited catch me on there on the 20th june 20th having to can't announce it yet just a teaser this is just a teaser um but yeah this this episode is with Connor Sherland at my new studio in LA. Um, I'm going to start inviting people over there in Los Angeles to start doing interviews. But this is the first episode. I had Connor be the first guest. I was still setting it up. As you can clearly tell, the camera was all fucked up on my side. But it looks good for Connor, but it does not look good for me. But that's okay. It's always about the guests. And uh, this is the new studio in L.A. It's in a secluded part of L.A., but it's beautiful. So if I do, if I do invite you, come on out, get some lunch, chill in the area um, for a little bit. It's really sweet. It's really cute. It doesn't feel like L.A. It kind of feels like Ohio or something like that. But uh it's very nice, and I've been there for a little while, been paying rent and not doing any episodes, but this is the first episode, and I will be inviting people soon, so if you have any guests you want on the show, drop them in the comments. As always, if you're watching this on YouTube, like and subscribe. I gotta do, I'm trying to like implant all this shit into my head uh, so I can just keep telling it, uh, telling you guys this, because I always forget. I'm like, oh, I didn't say like and subscribe when I'm like editing this later, and uh, once again, this episode is edited using Autopod. Uh, some AI energy right there. Pretty cool. Everything's been pretty cool, man. I really love this autopod thing. It's like making my workflow go by so much quicker. And uh, it's Sunday right now. And so I'm just wrapping up this edit, enjoying my little quiet Sunday. Jenny is at work. And uh, last night, uh, last night we watched the new Cheeto movie. Have you guys seen that Flaming Hot? It's based on the uh, dude who made the Cheeto the hot Cheeto. He invented the hot Cheeto. And, uh, you know, the classic story. They told us the story a bunch when I was in junior high about him. And it's like a, an uplifting tale. Like, doesn't matter what level you work at, you know, anyone, a good idea can come from anywhere. And from my experience working at corporations, that is not the fucking case. But in this case, they did listen to him and he did have a good idea. And, uh, dude, the hot Cheeto was born. It was a good movie. I, I didn't think it was going to be good. I was like certain this is going to be fucking terrible. But Eva, this is like Eva Longoria's directorial, directorial debut. And it was actually really good. I actually thought she did a great job. And, uh, I think I saw something that like the movie was written by someone who was like previously writing like Christian movies, like, you know, those kind of cheesy hallmarky Christian type movies. And there was some like weird religious energy in the movie, but like it wasn't enough for me to be like super distracted, but it was actually shot really well and it looked really good. So yeah, I highly recommend it. Go watch it on Disney plus and Hulu, the, the flaming hot, the flaming hot Cheeto movie. Um, this week. Yeah. So this week is Connor Sherlin. He has a new record out on Santa Barbara records. I didn't even know Santa Barbara records was a thing. Um, I didn't know there was a label you know, more labels in Santa Barbara or just a label, an active label, which is really cool. I think like Santa Barbara needs something like that. And, uh, 
you know, I don't know. Maybe, hopefully, hopefully it's more than just a name. We talk a little bit about it, and I still, I still don't have a great idea of what they do or what they're doing. But it's pretty cool. Santa Barbara Records, based in Santa Barbara, doing doing something. Something is happening. Music is being made. But uh, Connor has a new EP. I guess that came out in 2022 called Call Waiting um, that came out in Santa Barbara Records. So go check that out. We talk about that. We talk about living in L.A., that move from Santa Barbara to L.A., which is like, you know, I feel like if you're a musician, it's kind of the pilgrimage, right? Like you, you do so much time in Santa Barbara that you have to go try L.A. And I think everyone should try L.A. I just don't think it's the same anymore. I don't think you have to live in L.A. to make it, quote unquote, make it. You could be in a Santa Barbara band and you know, play down in LA and tour and put stuff online and kind of build some momentum that way. But whatever you got to do, you got to do, man. Sandbar is a small town. It's, and we're so close to LA and, you know, I don't know. It's fun. LA has a different, different energy. It's a lot, it's a lot to deal with, but I've been uh, very stoked and uh, very privileged to have lived uh, down there as long as I did. And now I'm working down there with my new studio. Let's just get into it. Next week we have some of the uh, Boise episodes coming up. Oh, I wanted to talk about my guitar. Here we go. Last week on the show, I talked about wanting a Strat. And if anyone had an Olympic Strat with the Rosewood fretboard to uh, hit me up. And you know what? I found one on Reverb. That same week, a friend of mine sent it to me from Reverb. And uh, here we go. It's awesome. It's everything I ever wanted. And uh, yeah, pretty cool. If you come to one of the shows, you'll see it in person. And uh, hell yeah, man. Enjoy the episode. Talk to you soon. Bye. All right, man. Dude, how you doing? (laughs) Good. Oh my God. You are seeing uh, behind the wall, behind the, uh, I don't know, behind the curtain, the behind the scenes. This is the first show I've done here. And uh, yeah, con- my guest is Connor. Sherlin, how are you, man? I'm good. Sherlin or Sherlin? Uh, I say Cherland. Cherland. People okay. can say whatever they want. Nice, that's awesome. Yeah. How's it going? You live. You uh, you are a Santa Barbara person who we met in Santa Barbara, but you are now living in LA. I've done this move before. How are you feeling? I feel really good. Um, I've yeah. had I've had a very nice time yeah. so far um, in in Highland. So I'm in Highland Park. Yeah. Um, and it is like a super chill spot to be in like um, everybody like so I show up in March and then I record a record in April yeah. and with like a group of guys that I didn't know it felt very like frat where you like you pay <laughs> yeah a bunch and then you have friends yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because it was like um, it was just kind of like a summer camp vibe for like a week um, yeah we just worked together every day for like Eight nine hours. That, really? Yeah that that felt really good. Whoa. Yeah. So I've I've had in like through those people I've met so many really nice people really yeah. quickly and so it's like oh you want the fast track to like nice people in Los <laughs> Angeles? Me, yeah. Yeah. Building a little community here. In LA. Yeah. Yeah. So that that happened very quickly and I felt incredibly fortunate. Yeah. And and I've been gigging in LA since 2016. So it's like um, there there have been people that I've hung out with and so I wasn't starting from total scratch. It was, totally. Yeah. That was nice. Oh, that's really good, man. Yeah. Um, okay, let's just take a few steps. So, uh, you made a record. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're promoting the record right now. And um, how? Wh- what's going on? What is Santa Barbara Records? You're on Santa Barbara. I'm, I just, I'm just picking up from things. I've, 
I've seen online. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go from the start. What's going yeah. on? How did you decide to make a record? Uh, I just make a record every year. Okay. So it was going to happen whether or not <laughs> Santa Barbara Records was oh, involved. Oh, okay. Yeah. And um, I heard about them because they made like a compilation album with yeah. like um, Hana Aluna and Mendelev and a bunch of other people that I admired. And I was like, cool. And then I heard that Tarek Akoni was involved. And I was cool. like, cool. I'd worked with Tarek before. Um, I admire him as a person and as a professional right. just so much. Um, so then I reached out to them and was just like, hey, any chance you need another person on the label? And yeah. they were like, uh, that's not really a... <laughs> you don't just like send... Your, yeah. You don't normally send your stuff to a record label like that, mm-hmm. but like come out to one of our events. And then I did, and then we went out to dinner. Mm. And then um, at the dinner, we were it was nice. And then they were like, we should have a follow-up call. And then... Yeah. We did have a follow-up call and they just started telling me about their services and i was like cool and i was like are you is there a reason why you're telling me about your yeah, services yeah. and they were like yeah we were, we would be interested in working with you and i was like oh, oh. yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> sick that we tight yeah that's awesome <laughs> yeah but I was, I was like that's it sounds like you guys are great uh good great <laughs> yeah let's do it yeah okay so was so you obviously you plan to make a record every year was this record like, did they pay for these recordings? Like, how did that work? Did they get you in the studio? Or were you going to do this anyways and then pitch them the final product? Uh, yeah, I was already I was already going to do it. So my my budget, regardless of the years, right. it just kind of sits at like four to five thousand mm-hmm. like per year. And so um, that was that's just like a calculated loss in yeah. my life. Um, and then they came in and they bought they bought it not for that price right right yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> but uh it helped recoup some of the money so that okay. was helpful and um yeah and now we continue to try and promote it and that's cool. yeah so were the the songs done already the songs were written and the songs were recorded already. the songs were written and were being recorded okay. with with demos so they were able to hear like the non-mixed versions cool. and being like we like these songs if okay yeah when you mix and master them like let's go for it oh okay so those those demos were the songs that would eventually become the record mm-hmm. yeah oh, okay. yeah i even give them because there was four songs that we had like landed on and already recorded and i was like i'm using my full budget on four songs yeah yeah, yeah. and they were like well we would like two more so okay, if you can get six yeah and i was like okay cool uh you can pick that and i just like <laughs> i just yeah. showed them a bunch of songs yeah and i was like whichever of these you want me to do acoustic i'll do it acoustic that's awesome yeah i uh when i was younger the ep was four songs yeah and now it's like six <laughs> yeah when i was younger the set time was 30 minutes yeah and now it's like 45 Everyone yeah. plays a 45 minute set yeah now. yeah but yet the pay hasn't changed <laughs> <laughs> like everything has grown or like the sets are longer the eps are longer the albums are shorter mm-hmm. but yeah no the pay is still the same you want 200 you want 150 dollars to open for someone like, yeah i guess i'll take it yeah, yeah. <laughs> guess i'll do that yeah yeah that's tough where do you where do you find i mean i know that you work with seymour duncan yeah yeah i've been working with seymour now for almost two years where where else do you because right now i'm listening to the colin and samir podcast like 100 percent of the time and he keeps talking about diversifying income and like shows live shows and record sales is like traditionally like the thing yeah and then there's like merch but that's normally like rolled into the tour thing yeah so like where 
where else do you have like a patreon do you have like what i did the patreon for a little bit yeah. and then that just during the lockdown it just was like not it just wasn't for me yeah. after a while um i was just putting dj mixes up there but i, I dj which is like my main because mm. i can't really do the cover play for three hours at a one it's hard it's just it's just not me yeah um so i do the dj thing yeah yeah I, I really like that yeah uh get to play other i'm dj like i'm, I'm djing tonight yeah and uh it should be fun and uh merch is big merch is huge and that is like primary like we sell more merch on the road yeah. but you know you have to remember to keep promoting the merch right yeah like so it's like constantly it's its own store right i really don't put the merch money in with the show money mm -hmm. i do separate them yeah so i can continue to buy more merch yeah because yeah, like yeah. that upfront cost to like buy merch I still haven't paid myself back the oh, like, wow. two grand I invested in right. like during the pandemic. Yeah. Like I've slowly have like given myself, okay, I'll give myself 200 bucks now. Like we yeah. sold out of that run, but now I need to make more. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I've done that a couple of times, but I've still have never paid myself back from that initial run. Yeah. The, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm right now, <laughs> right now I'm a, I, when I first started making records, uh, I made a, an EP in 2016. And I was like, okay, sick. I'm gonna make a hundred and sell them at shows. And I mm. and I would pretty like regularly like sell them out at shows. Cool. And that was like, I didn't know that that was like kind of an anomaly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then what ended up happening was like the next year happened. I was like, oh, this is a better record, so I'm gonna buy right. two hundred. Right. And then I was like, oh crap, I have like a bunch of leftovers. <laughs> and then like the next year, I'd be like, ah, oh, it's kind of a fluke. This record's better. I'm gonna buy more. <laughs> <laughs> and then now I've moved back into like, okay, I'm going to buy a hundred records. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. No, it that's good. A hundred's a, a lot of records. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know. I learned that from my last record. Like, yeah, how much you want to press? How much you think? Like, and the label I'm working with was just like, how many do you think you can sell? Because yeah. it's like, that's like a real question. Like, yeah. How many do you realistically think? Yeah. Because I don't want to fucking buy a thousand records and right. have them sit around. But, right. Um. I was like, I have no idea. I've never like <laughs> taken account for that stuff. Right. That we just always just made. Oh, here's fifty tapes, or here's whatever, and we don't, yeah, we give them away or like something right. like that. We just weren't taking accounting for that kind of stuff. So I had before this year or before twenty twenty one, I had no stats. Oh, interesting. And I think that's what scares a lot of labels away yeah. from people like me or from yeah. like most people is that there's no stats yeah where are the stats how many records did you sell where yeah. did you fucking sell them yeah how many tickets are you selling right now? right like and now i have like stats for all that stuff yeah. which is like helping and making me feel better for when i don't know whenever i finish my next thing yeah this. yeah so. um w one of the utilities i wanted to share this with you because yeah. it's been an interesting hack lately um because i've been having a hard time selling merch just kind mm. of in general and so it's like well then what's the utility of merch that goes unsold it's like zero yeah and it, it as it continues to age it like diminishes in value often because like if you put out the new thing then it's like yeah. the, you know the old thing isn't going to be as exciting to buy um so what i've been doing is uh i like have all these like mugs that i realized like weren't selling and mm. those and so it shows i'm like i have a mug um, that I'm gonna give away at the end of the show. Oh, cool! And for everyone who follows me, I'm gonna put you in in a lottery system, mm. and I'm gonna DM one of you saying that you won. And it's like, it's offloading merch, and it's like 
so many more people are following you immediately because yeah. yeah. everyone's just like, oh shit, like I want to win. I want free stuff. Yeah, giveaways are huge. Yeah, and it, like, but doing it like at the show and then DMing them, like I will DM like after this set, I will DM one of you. Yeah, randomly. That's amazing. Um, yeah, and it's been really crazy where I'm like, oh, this is this is moving the numbers actually yes. <laughs> in like a really helpful way and using merch that wouldn't be sold probably otherwise. And you'd you'd find that like a lot of brands. Like Seymour Duncan, we run a giveaway every, once a month. Oh, really? But we have a huh. different giveaway every month. Yeah. And that should, it's awesome. Yeah. The comments are through the roof. Yeah. You start getting a lot of followers. Yeah. It's great. But then, you know, you see people unfollow. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> because it's like, oh, I didn't win shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But it's, it's so valuable. People love free stuff and with social, and just another way to engage social. And, you know, manipulate the algorithm a bit. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah. It's all about the comment section. Yeah. It's all about the comment section. It's all about getting shares. Um, and when Instagram sees that there's a lot of comments, they're like, oh, this is a this is a post that needs to get pushed in the algorithm. Yeah. So if you can get the comment section roaring, those are always my biggest. Yeah. With uh, Seymour, is it like leave a like and a comment and share it? Or like, it depends. What? Like, oh, my, my favorite one. And if you go on Seymour and uh, Duncan's Instagram, it's like, what song would you play on this guitar? Mm. And then people are just naming songs. Mm. or like you know what what kind of guitar strings do you use or what pick you know yeah who inspired you to buy a jb which is like the biggest pick you know the most famous pickup seymour makes and like yeah those ones go crazy interesting it's not okay. so much like the sell of yeah. like buy this pickup it's more like yeah. a conversation yeah and people just start going in the comments and it pops okay interesting it's weird, yeah interesting i don't know how you do that with a band though yeah it's not everything that works for a brand works for a band Ye that's like what i always say <laughs> yeah i uh i would imagine it's it's also nice because you're removed from seymour duncan yeah. where you're able to it's not as um cringe to yeah. like be like all right now what's like the best dante song you've yeah i could to? never yeah i could never do that yeah <laughs> oh. all right everyone comment your favorite song Fake of mine favorite song I did one um, recently because I am working on a new set list for this year, and uh, that one went great. People were commenting. I was nervous. I was like, "Dude, people aren't gonna like. Maybe people aren't connected yeah. like that. Maybe yeah. people don't listen to my discovery like the way I think they do." And, right. Yeah, I got some good suggestions. It was nice. Cool. Some stuff I was like, oh, "I wouldn't have played that because it's so old." Interesting. But, okay. Yeah. Throw it in. That's great. Yeah. So you never know. Um, but yeah, that's awesome, man. So the record was kind of made, pretty much done. You link up with Santa Barbara Records. What's that deal looking like? Is it a multi-record deal or is it just for this one record? Like how long are you going to keep working with them? All that. Yeah, it was, um, it's like one record uh, with one option. Cool. And um, yeah, their goal was to just like make a deal that cool. they wanted when they were kids. Yeah. So, <laughs> so they did that and uh, yeah. And so like, it's just going to be like that one record so i'm like i'm i'm fully free for, oh, okay, for the cool. for the next thing so it's our it's nice it's just a yeah it's just like a pleasant relationship and it's like oh sweet and you yeah. could use you can go back if you know if they want the next thing you can, mm -hmm. yeah so it's that 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 feels really calm like a lot of people have horror stories and i'm like no it's just it's pleasant <laughs> and we're all we're all very free mm -hmm. and and hopefully the record does well and it's it's a different world at that level um i think like with big labels it starts getting like I don't know, so weird. Like my my contract right now is just a licensing deal. It was like I give them the license to put it out, and in mm -hmm. like five years after I recouped, which 
I did within the like first year. Cool. Uh, then I, cause we also didn't spend a lot of money on like yeah. PR yeah, and yeah, like yeah, shit yeah. like that. That would sort of rack that bill up. Yeah. And I also just don't believe in PR anymore. Oh, Shout wow. out to the PR agents who yeah. email me to get the, yeah. But I just, I don't, I'm not a big believer in PR. Anymore. Yeah. Say more. And uh, I just, you know, I've seen buddies in the last year or two years who got like really great pitchfork reviews. Yeah. Like in the 7.6, whatever. That's pretty good for them. Mm-hmm. And did nothing. Hmm. Nothing happened. Nothing changed. They used to change your life. Yeah. A decent reviews to change your life. Now it doesn't do anything. Yeah. And we've moved past that. And it's all fucking all Spotify, man. It's fucked up, but do, you, do have you to think play the Spotify game? Do you think it's so? I I feel like Pitchfork used to have a lot more eyeballs on it, right? And now that that's shifted, like, yeah. do you think that PR is just in the past, uh, or they're they're like doing old old person things? Old they're like, yeah, they're doing yeah. old media versus being like, oh, we should get you in these influencers. Can we get you in? Yeah, with these influencers and these podcasts. Like, yes. a lot of them aren't pitching the. Now they're starting to pitch the podcast. Yeah, but they're pitching. Like Jimmy Fallon, yeah, that doesn't do anything, really. Yeah, I had a buddy who was just on Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, uh, what d- did he see? Any number sh- shift? Uh, <laughs> not, not nothing. to the degree that you would expect. Not to the degree. Yeah, it doesn't sell tickets. That's for sure. Interesting. Yeah. I had a buddy. I just talked to uh, my buddy Kyle Nicolaitis on the episode before this. Neither of con- the episodes hasn't come out yet, but it will. And uh, he was talking about his time. He played Conan, and he was like, "Dude, I went on tour and played in front of no one." Yeah. He's like, the next day, we sold six tickets. Whoa. Like, it's just, that was back then. That was probably like 2016 or something, but it's only gotten worse now. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. I don't see much to it. It makes for a good social clip, though. If you can get that footage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Post it on TikTok, it might do good. Yeah, the, yeah. But. It's a flex. It is a flex, but it's, again, it's like a, it's like an outdated flex. Yeah. Um, and that's, I don't know. That's something that I'm, I'm trying to think about a lot as I'm like still trying to promote this record, still trying, we're all trying to grow on social media. So it's just like all these things that used to mean something. Like I I remember the first time I experienced this, I like played at the whiskey a go go. Yeah. (laughs) I played an awful show at the whiskey a go. That place sucked. Yeah. It was, yeah, that's how I felt. Um, cause it was like. I invited so many people. I was like, this this is an iconic venue. Yeah, yeah. I invited everybody. It's like one of my first big shows in LA. And a bunch of people from Santa Barbara come down. Yeah. And then they like, they enjoyed my set. And then after me was like this like four piece, like hardcore screamo band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like my mom was there and she was like, oh, Connor. <laughs> <laughs> and then after that was like a super chill, very nice right. kind of band. And I yeah. was like, this is crazy like this is the weirdest line do they operate that way yeah like yeah we also did the same exact thing a metal band a ska band yeah. and then us and then the acoustic act ended it yeah so, dude that's you don't have the acoustic act end the show yeah yeah, yeah. like that's just yeah. not how like you yeah. build up to it right right there's right. no curation at all there's yeah. no like thoughtfulness like yeah. put into it it's just chaos yeah yeah as you're looking into your next album what are the because i mean old old pr being old yeah. like wh- how are you planning on doing kind of new age pr of reaching out to tiktok influencers and <sighs> i did that i dm'd a lot of people you did? on the last record too. how'd that go got nothing really no one responded back interesting i know a few more now because i had one tiktok 
last no fuck i keep saying last year it's 2021 now yeah um one tiktok did really well and i have like a like you know that guy stefan johnson he does like the voiceover mm-hmm. stuff food reviews like he follows me like nice. i have like random people like that yeah who, um influencers on tiktok who follow me because of that one video but yeah i don't know <laughs> who knows okay where's the music yeah, yeah. <laughs> i want where are my music influencers i don't know yeah <laughs> I don't know what to do with that, even though I think it's really cool that they follow me and I love their yeah. videos and I watch them all the time, but yeah. it's like a lot of them are comedians and it's like, com- I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. I love my comedian friends though, but their audiences are just different. Different. Yeah. They're just so different. Yeah. yeah. But there's overlap. Yeah. And some, but again, like f- attracting the kind of person who comes out to a show. Yeah. I think is an, an interesting thing. Like I talk about with a lot of my friends, like, yeah, there's a lot you can do on social media. Right. But what does it attract? Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah. and you want to be really thoughtful about like, wouldn't it be like, it's really cool when you find certain communities. Um, I'm a, I'm a big fan of healthy gamer. Yeah. Um, have, have you ever uh, seen him on YouTube? He's a, um, he used to be a therapist mm. and, uh, then before that he was a doctor. Um, and now he's like, a uh, like therapist for gamers specifically. Whoa. And his community is like the, sweetest group like people will like say something like horrible in in the in the reddit thing yeah and being like this is i'm just but like it's like confessional and everybody will like gather around them and be like well here are some ways that you can work through that and like let's yeah and they're like about growing together and i'm like i want to i want a community like that (laughs) that like wouldn't that be sick if you're like yeah if people are like checking in on you and being like hey i just want to make sure you're like doing things for your mental health like it's great man i think youtube is probably a great place for that yeah and like my main focus is and the main thing i point to like bands it's like dude fuck instagram fuck facebook go youtube yeah tiktok really hard yeah because i found that the communities at least on youtube are just so much like i got like i haven't posted in a while yeah and like i got like a comment the other day of like some dude being like dude love the podcast like it's all good if it's like too much to handle but if oh. you can make another episode oh. that'd be cool like i'm like it is too much to handle right now but i will find the strength that's point. really sweet you know it's like that stuff is cool he's already sorry for he's asking like, i'm sorry but like i want more episodes but you know it's like i'm working on it man I'm really working on it. Yeah, it took a while. That's yeah. amazing. Um, yeah. what what made it take a while? I remember you and I talking about. Uh, oh yeah, we talked during the editing. Lockdown. Editing taking. Yeah, uh, like four four to eight hours or something. Uh, the two camera thing took uh, is is a lot longer than like what it used to be when it was just the one wide angle and I could just like. Right. But I also didn't edit at all. Yeah. And now I'm like more interested in editing. I edit a lot for Seymour and. Yeah, the two camera thing just takes a little bit longer. Yeah, <laughs> like the everything else, like editing audio and all that, doesn't take very long. But the two camera thing can take a long time. Yeah, getting the right cuts and yeah, and all the other stuff you want to add. And it's a long video. It's an hour long or two hour long video <laughs> you're editing. Like it takes a while to like yeah seconds by seconds. It's edit. yeah. It will the editing time will at least take as long as the yeah. video. I'll take a whole Saturday. Oh jeez. So I was like, I can't do this. And then I looked into like other people doing it, but then I was like, ah, this shit's not really making money right yeah. now. I'm yeah. just doing it for fun. Yeah. You know? So once, maybe once it turns, starts turning a profit, then. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I would, I would love to see if there's a setup for, um, for live editing, like, oh. like how they do on TV yeah. where you can toggle between cameras. Yeah. That's, um, uh, the ATEM mini switch thing. Yeah. They have that. 
That'd be sick yeah. to be able to do mid. It'd probably be distracting if you're like. You'd have to have a producer for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. if you're like sitting talking to me, <laughs> any <laughs> anytime like, I talk, you're switching over. <laughs> yeah, no, that's 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 the next level. Hold on, let me interrupt you. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fun though, man. This this kind of thing is so fun. It's just you know with touring and all that. I was like, it's impossible. Yeah. Um, as you're looking forward to the next record, this is this is the question that I'm always like asking every single musician yeah, because there's so, so much there's so much challenge uh, right so much shit in your face 100 percent of the time so like what what is keeping you moving forward what's the thing that's like really driving you to the next record and like actually making you want to make more yeah to make more music mm-hmm. i know because you get caught up with making content all the time yeah and i feel like that takes a lot away from the music because i'm like oh i gotta make this i gotta make that mm-hmm. but uh it's really hard man i feel like making music has been this has been the hardest period to make music because i've just been so busy with other things and as i get older like my priorities are in different places yeah how old are you i'm 32 32 30 nice and so it gets to the point where i'm like i need to make like the only reason people not the only reason, but like the main reason people care about Dante LaFonte as a brand, as a band, is for the music. Yeah. And like I felt that way when I hit a few markets. I I did Chicago. I played Chicago maybe three or four times last year. And by the fourth time, people were like, where's new music soon or what? Like, fuck. All right. Can't just like live off the, like, yeah. hey, I made a great record. Now I'm going to live off that for the yeah, next like yeah, five yeah. years. Like, yeah. you can't do that. So yeah. I have to make more music. And I wrote a lot of songs um in the lockdown and i have like 15 songs right now and uh i'm just like kind of slowly chipping them away mm-hmm. and then i gotta teach them to the band yeah so that's like the next layer and then so we're gonna track three songs and that's where i'm at right now okay but yeah the main driver though is because i still love it and that's what this is all about yeah the podcast is all this is all fun but it's all still to funnel to the yeah. music yeah 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 and you feel really good about the songs I feel good about them. Great. I feel better once like there's structure and stuff. Yeah. Right now it's just chords and not okay. even not even lyrics, just chords and melodies. Oh right well. Yeah. Okay. But there's fifteen chords and melodies. So yeah. I feel good about that. Interesting. What about you? Uh what what's pushing me forward? Yeah. Um right now I'm uh I started taking music lessons. Yeah. Um while while That's I'm here. Cool. I also started taking like singing lessons and guitar lessons, but those were all like a few friends who were taking singing lessons on. No, it's super helpful. That's yeah. like wonderful um yeah so i was doing guitar lessons for a little bit and then i did singing lessons for a bit um and then i like thought to myself i was like well what would make la like crazy Mm -hmm. like for me to be here and and um do you did you ever see the cartoon network series over the garden wall Mm -mm. um it's my favorite thing cool and it's like um the visuals the stories um and especially the music is like it's it's very formative for me um and so i was like i wonder if those guys could teach me yeah and i was like let's just see where they uh let's like see their instagram following and i was like 3500 like yeah. <laughs> i can talk to these guys yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i like i shot them a dm and i like looked them up on wikipedia and i was like they live in los angeles yeah. like so i reached out and i was like would you guys be willing to teach me to like songwrite and mm-hmm. they were like absolutely really <laughs> Come, yeah they're like there we don't have people asking us to do that so cool please um sometimes you just have to ask yeah and i've been doing that since november wow and 
one of them one of them's out of the country right now but the the guy that i've been seeing our time has just been so sweet and are you like, doing it on zoom or in person in person he lives cool. 15 minutes from my That's house a lot better, yeah yeah oh, um awesome. yeah and like yeah we just go to his house and like he makes me tea and then we like uh yeah what is that like you well i've always been like weary of songwriting classes or songwriting yeah. books or yeah like, well he's not a songwriting teacher so yeah. he's <laughs> he's not he's just like this is what i would do in these situations uh he's he's just trying to introduce me like he was like why don't you play me some of your songs yeah. that you're proud of and i was like okay and um that was a really sweet night got to share with him some of the stuff and he's like yeah. he's like i like this and i like this and he's like so like what do you feel is like what do you want to learn and i was like i don't know i feel like i just don't have that many tools and mm. i think that's what makes me a good artist because I, I can deal with very few tools and I will I will squeeze that yeah. really, really well. But I just don't, my songs feel boring to me like all mm. the time. And I don't, I feel like I'm going back to the same thing over and over again. And he was like, okay, great. I can introduce you to things. And like, and he's like, but, but it's all going to come down to like you making them your own. Right. And, um, and being able to use the tools for for yourself. And like, so every week he like introduces a new concept or like the same concept in a new way. And he's like, and your, your goal, like this week's song is hard. <laughs> he's like, he's like, you're going to, it's, everything's going to be in C and I need you to move between the modes mm. and, um, you don't need to move between all of them, but like make it a simple song, move between modes, make it obvious that you're moving between modes using your melodies and really focus on chord extensions mm. and being like, and chord extensions above the seven and being like, and this, these are all things I don't do. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, I don't switch modes mid song yeah. ever. Yeah. And I don't use chord extensions almost ever, Yeah. <laughs> especially above the seven. And it's like, and it sometimes creates a lot of crap, but then he, like the goal is like, no, Connor, make it a good song. Like, yeah. work work hard all week to make this a song that you might play somewhere, and that that has been like such a gift. And he'll like he'll listen to the song and be like, "Wow, that's really interesting that you did that." I think this shows that you don't understand this concept, <laughs> and he'll be like, "Got it." So I don't think you know the sound of playing in a minor key. Mm. And being like, because every time I was doing it, it would end up sounding major. And being yeah. like, okay, so this week let's make it minor. Like wow. let's really focus on like what what you need to avoid, so that it really we're tonicizing the minor. Yeah. And that 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 kind of stuff was like, oh, the internet w was wrong. Yeah. It was the internet was right, kinda, but yeah. like, how so? What do you mean the internet was wrong and right? What, what um, was right and wrong and right about? So when you think about the uh, the C major scale, uh -huh. you all all white notes on the keyboard. Right, right. When you think about the A minor scale, all white notes mm -hmm. on the keyboard. Um, and what what that's called is the natural minor, mm -hmm. uh, which I didn't know that there that was like a thing. Um, but the the classic sound of a minor, uh, of a, a minor scale is the actually the harmonic minor. Mm. So the G turns into a G sharp. So then you have the leading tone that like, mm, yeah. and that, that like it's, it's avoiding that G note and that creates that tension that most mm. people like really associate with the minor. Um, and I didn't, 
I didn't know that. <laughs> he was like, yeah, that's great. He was like, that's yeah, great. anytime you play a G, people are going to assume it's going to go back to the C. Mm. Um, but like you're you're that's not what you're trying to do. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, so like that that kind of thing where I was like, oh, there's a fundamental principle that like and there's plenty of places on the internet that explain this. But if you don't know that there that there is a difference between a natural and a harmonic minor, like Yeah you're just gonna keep trying like i was just i just thought you know just keep trying to make like a minor work in this very specific way and i i i wasn't getting the sound that i wanted yeah and so he's able to point out certain things of being like i can hear you struggling in this yeah, song yeah. to like get to like get back to like where you want to be mm. and um and i've just i've loved how gentle he's been yeah, <laughs> that entire like he's he never shits on me <laughs> I'll like, I'll like uh, the the type of like notation that I do, like whole notes, half notes, none of it. I'm just putting dots in places yeah. in a in a sequence, and he's like, well, "That's funny." <laughs> he's like, "That's that's cool. That's neat." I I don't know like the timing of it at all. Yeah, but like, I I see that you wrote something down, which is helpful. <laughs> that's great, man. I think yeah. those kind of exercises are so important, and it's like the craft of songwriting is never done. You're always going to write better songs. You're always going to write terrible songs. You're always mm -hmm. going to write like more challenging stuff. Like the idea that like, Oh, I am, I've been writing songs for X amount of years. I can never write a bad song. It's like, dude, everyone writes bad songs yeah. sometimes. And you just have to let go of that fear Yeah, that like this one's, you know, good or bad or whatever. Or like my thing right now is when you do have like a, a successful record, like, Oh, people aren't gonna like this one they like yeah. the last one so yeah. much like and then you're putting that doubt in your mind and i'm just trying to get away from that right now I'll be like you know what fuck it i don't care anymore yeah like i like these songs and that's like all that matters and that's the energy i've always had yeah it's like i like these songs yeah people better like them too because th this is what i'm putting out i like it yeah well i think it's most important that you like them because you're the one that has to tour I them to sing them yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. i know so if you're doing it for them and they yeah. don't like it, then you're screwed. Uh, it's going to be a long tour. Yeah. <laughs> you worked so tour. hard on these songs you don't like and they don't like. I know because you think you know what people want. Yeah. You never know what people want. Yeah. 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 You could change your sound up tomorrow and people are like, dude, we love it. Yes. You know, some I have... It's weird. I have, Because I changed my sound up so much from my new... My latest record from my previous work, there's two different types of fans the people who love the old stuff and the mm -hmm. people who love the new stuff yeah and the people who love the new stuff don't like the old stuff yeah and like it's it's weird it's different but it's cool interesting yeah uh do you do you notice any personality differences between the two uh yeah kind of like the people who liked the garage surf kind of like lo-fi stuff mm -hmm. like are like um i don't know probably more like the scene i see in la and the people like that but the new record will i think is a little bit more more universal because it's like disco it's like dance music mm -hmm. so i think more people are being able to get i see more women at the shows now oh cool I'll say that nice 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 <laughs> women never came to my shows like, <laughs> so uh we are such a dude band yeah. you know like making serious dude rock but yeah no now women come to the shows which is cool nice yeah and that brings more men that brings more men. Yeah. Ultimately, bring more men. Yeah, it's yeah. cool. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it's been fun though. I, I, the one thing I had a friend point out to me is that like a lot of my fans look like me, huh? Like, which I think is really cool. At least in LA, like, 
you'll I'll play a show in, in LA and like yeah a lot of people in the crowd will look like me it's interesting weird. it's like um maybe heavier set latino dudes with beards and glasses that's love like, that it's fucking cool yeah it's like yeah this these are my people and like <laughs> they see me and they see themselves and yeah it's uh it's cool to represent in that way i love that yeah yeah i um i only felt that way once and it was at a um at a coheed in cambria concert in ventura when i like looked around in the mosh pit and i was like wow these are all like dark-haired <laughs> Mexican looking dudes in like we're all wearing the same shoes we're all wearing the same like cut off jean shorts that are black (laughs) is the singer of Code Cambria is he Mm. Mexican Uh, I think he's probably some Latin Claudio Sanchez oh okay he's probably for sure that's cool see and then people see themselves in him yeah and I I like that I love that band too but yeah never went to any of their shows that's cool yeah yeah. That's sweet. Man, so have you been so you've been playing a lot of shows in LA? Not since the new year. I uh, I, I played Friday and Sunday. Um I like a couple I did like a so far and then I did oh, a cool. um a buddy's like house concert series that he does. Oh cool. Um but generally like my my November through March is like pretty chill. It like yeah. there's like not a lot going on. And yeah. then like April through October is like heavy hustle. Um, yeah, that's where I, that's where I do the majority of my work, like kind of all year. So it's been a lot of, I think a lot of the joy of living in LA has come from collaboration Mm. and like the, like after this, I'm going to be, um, I like wrote a song with a guy that I met at a show, um, back in November and like we wrote a song together that we both really like and we're in the process of recording it. Sweet. Um, yeah. So yeah, we're just gonna go record at his place in Burbank and nice. yeah. And you like those so far shows? You like those intimate uh, house shows? I can book them. Okay. And that's, that's yeah. That, yeah. I th- I think that's a real answer. Yeah, I I like aspects of so far sounds. I think so far sounds has drastically changed since 2016. Oh really? Yeah. Um. Because like when you think about you've been doing them for a while then. Yeah, since 2016. Yeah, okay. Um. When we think about like so far sounds in like 20, uh, 13, 14. That's when you have like people like Leon Bridges, right? Like, doing like. Yeah, doing yeah. these house shows with with so far sounds and right. like that's super cool. Um, it it like used to be. Uh, have you ever done one? Uh, yeah, okay. I have my issues with so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like the, the deal used to be like either you're gonna get like the sick video and get put yeah. on our channel, um, which is great for promo, uh, and you're gonna get like photos because we always have photographers at the event as well. So there's the the video option or there's the payment option and there's also someone there taking photos. Mm. It's a pretty good deal yeah. if you're a starting out artist. This is 2016 um, or is this now? This is 2016. Okay. A great time to be a part of it. Yeah. And now when you're in it, it's like you're going to make $100. Yeah. There's no video. Yeah. There's no photographer. A lot of these people are like having a night and won't follow you. Like yeah. your social media handle is not posted anywhere. Like yeah. so... I do a lot of work, which is why I mentioned the, uh, the like, hey, whoever follows me is going to yeah, get this yeah, get this piece of merch because yeah. it's like I need you all to like get in the funnel <laughs> because yeah. I need to hopefully hopefully this is like the first this, this yeah. yeah this show can be the first step to like 
making you want to come to future shows. Right. Um, and yeah, there, I still, I still think there's a ton of value, um, in my favor while I play so far sounds Mm -hmm. because it is, if you have a good show and again, it's relative to the people that you're seated next to in the lineup. Um, I do also think like the level of curation has gone slightly down. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, cause we played a show. We played, dude, we played like two or three shows in the Seattle area just because we, we had a big gap on the tour and we're just trying yeah. to fill it up. And we played, yeah, acoustic person. Then we played as a band. Yeah. Which was like not a thing. Yeah. <laughs> but then also no one told us like, which I would have been happy just playing it by myself. Yeah. Like after doing the gig, I was like, I should have just done this by myself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's, I don't know. I never got into them. And yeah, I was like, someone told me, he's like, oh, aren't those filmed? I was like, I don't think they film them anymore. Yeah, but I didn't know. I was like, maybe they just didn't film ours. Yeah, but it's interesting that that they just stopped filming. I think I think they probably still film some. Right. But there's a um, I I I would also understand why that they wouldn't have to make that switch because it's like, at the beginning there's so few artists and so like, there are talented artists. You're making these videos. You're putting it onto this platform mm-hmm. and it's doing well. And then all of a sudden you're taking videos of all these like unknown artists who are less quality and it like decreases the value of your YouTube channel kind of as Mm -hmm. a whole. So then you have to change your business model of like, well, we don't just like, we're not a platform for like any artist. We we should like, again, this is me projecting, but it's like, we should have like intense quality control if we want to like have a good YouTube following. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I don't, I don't. I feel like their business model leaned so heavily in the favor of musicians at the start mm. and has become a lot more, um, a lot more like give and take. It feels like a, it still feels like a good situation for me yeah. um, because I can play solo, but like, especially in LA, I'm trying to play more with musicians, like right. play a lot less solo so that I can be seen as a band, as a band, as a full <laughs> band project. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it, which is a hard thing to change, uh, like mm. perception about because I, I've spent so much time and no matter who I'm playing with, they, like people will still see like the guy yeah. holding an acoustic yeah, guitar. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And does it, that, does that bother you? Uh, uh, no, not really. I don't have like, it like bothers me in a business sense, but mm. not like in a personal sense, like a branding sense. Yeah. 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 Um, but again, it's one of those things where I don't have the resources to change that perception. Yeah. It's expensive to have a band. Yes. It's very expensive to have a band, to have a, mm-hmm. a drummer, another guitar player, you know, key player, bassist. Yeah. like it gets so expensive. I don't yeah. think people understand how expensive it is to have like a full band. Yeah. Well, think, yeah. Think of like how much like I want to get paid in times yeah. I buy four. It's like, I, buy four. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I know it's like, how much do I respect myself? Okay. Yeah. Oh my God! I have to respect four people like that. <laughs> yeah, you also have to respect four people, and like, like I'll just say it: like, you can pay a musician fifty dollars a show. Yeah, that's like realistic. Yeah, everyone's gonna make fifty dollars after the show. Yeah, and after you know you pay for the gas and pay for all that, it's like I think there's some money to go around, maybe a little bit. Like, yeah, you know? and then you gotta bank some. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. for operating costs, right? Of like your website and like when things like that pop up, and yeah, Dante Levante is an LLC now, and like cool. that comes with like a bunch of different costs I need to pay too yeah. this year, uh, my license and all that kind of shit. So yeah, 
I don't know. It's fun. It's stressful. Yeah. But, uh, I, I love doing it and I'm still doing it. So. Yeah. Days, yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, being being a part of the band thing has been so rewarding like i've never yeah it's, I, a, it's really fun yeah i never enjoyed making a record before mm. and then i made a record with these guys and was like every day looking forward to going back to it yeah. and i was like wow the idea that it could all be fun and happy yeah. <laughs> granted costly but uh yeah just it's so much better to do it with other people and yeah it, yeah and was a lot did you guys practice a lot, like a lot of pre-production, like before you actually hit the studio, or were you kind of figuring it out in the studio? Mostly figuring it out in the studio. In the studio. Yeah. Really? So like we, uh, we did pre-production in that we like decided this is the key. These are the words. Oh, wow. These are the chords. Um, this is the tempo. And then we sent those demos to all the guys and being like, yeah. all right, so when you come in, like, this is the idea of the song. These are some reference tracks that we're interested mm-hmm. in. And, um, but come in with a lot of ideas cause yeah. we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna want it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but we, it was all in a week. How'd you and, meet these players? Um, all through the guy who produced the record, John mm-hmm. Bottrell. He also played bass on oh, the record. Cool. Um, so yeah, when I was looking for apartments here, um, it was, uh, it was like the day after my birthday. It was like February twenty second, twenty two. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, we like met up with this producer and then checked out the apartment. Loved the apartment and was like, so we should just probably go with the guy we just met because this yeah. is a good day. So let's yeah. just let's just go with that guy. And I, I just told them I was like, yeah, I'm gonna go with you because of like I enjoyed your company. And we found the apartment on the same day, so it's yeah. probably just good juju. It's a good sign. Yeah, he was like, he was like, cool, I'll take it, man. <laughs> That's awesome. How'd you find the producer? Like... Um, uh, Los Angeles Songwriters Club, oh, um, okay. LASC. Um, they in the pandemic were meeting over Zoom, mm. so I from Santa Barbara was logging into that Zoom and sharing songs and meeting people. Mm. And at the end of the meetings, they were like, "Does anybody have any needs?" And I was like. Yeah, I'm looking for a producer. And then, like, I was given, like, a list of, like, yeah. here's, like, a list of 10. Wow. Um, here's their specialties. And let me know if you need anything else. And I was like, wow. Cool. And what I had like, a cool group. Yeah. Have out here. Yeah. yeah. So I, like, set up interviews with, like, four different people and um, figured that out. And I was. Had you worked with anyone you'd heard of or anything like that? No. Or just... No. It was all blind. Really? Yeah. It was all just, like, I'm just going to. Basically, all, moving to LA in general has been one big like. I'm going to trust strangers, mm. and uh, that's, not, that's not how you move to LA. Trusting strangers. Oh, you kidnapped. <laughs> you could have been kidnapped. I am very kidnappable. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that that was what it was. I was like. I was like, yeah, I'm going to pay you a lot cool. of money because one person that I just met recommended you. And then like he would wow. be like, well, I think we should work with these guys. And being like, great, I'm going to pay them a lot of money because you. Nice. Yeah, just following, <laughs> just following, you know, yeah, yeah. your intuition. Yeah. Um, yeah. And just kind of kind of giving in. Um, and wow. yeah. And my when I was like in studio with that producer John like I was telling him I was like just so you know like I'm gonna really try to focus on like not fighting you creatively so like at any point if like we're we feel 50 50 on a decision I'll I'll lean your way okay 
And I was like, if I feel super strongly the other way, I'll, t- I'll let you know. But I was yeah. like, in a scenario where we're both like, I don't know, I like it my way. I don't know. You like it your way? Like, let's go your way. Yeah. And we did. Really? And yeah. That worked out. Yeah. Yeah, it worked out. There were certain things where I'm like, eh, maybe, maybe not as much. But yeah. I, again, I don't feel like. Super strongly enough yeah. to be like, oh, it needs to be this way. Yeah. Any of those decisions, I'm like, yeah, I, I still think that that could have gone either way. And I still think it was a good idea yeah. at least internally for myself to be like totally. yeah i'm just gonna i'm gonna let myself lean cool how long were you tracking the record how many days was uh, it consecutive days or did you kind of like this weekend then we came back the next weekend uh it was five days monday through friday and then uh monday we finished wow yeah were there were there any more overdubs or was it all the tracking everything just, oh that's great yeah so it was like seven days uh six six days cool. yeah so it was yeah it was a lot of it was a lot of work but yeah a lot of reward it's so nice to like shove all the pain yeah. of a record into one space because yeah. as soon as that's done you're free it's just like yeah. that just felt so good to um like i recently had a conversation with a friend who's who's tracking and she just like was letting the project go on and on yeah. and like continued to sink money into it but then you get into this headspace of like, oh, it's not good. I should sink more money into it yeah. versus like, oh, it's just not good. Put it out. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, you failed. Just put it either. Either it goes off the record. But what is not good? Uh, you you just still don't like don't, it. You still don't like the recordings. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. And in a scenario where it's just like, oh, I don't, I don't necessarily think that's like my favorite. Hmm. One of the songs on the record, I uh, it's called uh, "I Don't Need California." Hmm. Like it was none of our favorites. All yeah. of us were like, "Yeah, that was a good swing and a miss." Yeah, yeah. And that was our attitude towards it. And we're like, "Yeah, let's." I mean, let's put it out. It fits okay, like stylistically, yeah. and we put it out. And people were like, "I really like." People really, oh, really enjoyed it, and like yeah. people love to hear it live. And I was like, "This is really interesting." That because goes back into like, yeah, you don't know what people want. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And uh, it felt good, which is why I think it's so good to just like say, "I liked, I like the song. I want to try and make it well." You make it a certain way. It doesn't turn out how you want. You just put it out. Mm. And it was like, okay. And it, yeah, yeah. people still dug it. That's awesome. Yeah. I would never do that. <laughs> <laughs> I did that in the past. I had that attitude in the past where I was like, I don't really love this song, but we're going to put it on the record because in my mind, I wanted to make a 12 song record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I hated that shit. Oh, well, really? I, hate, I still hate that I ever did that. There's like so many songs I would take off my album. Oh, really? Except, and then, so that's why my last couple records have been so short okay they've been like eight or nine songs because i would like i'm just so brutal with the yeah what's the editing process yeah what's an example of a song that you like wish that you had taken off there's a few recordings in our ep like this there's only two on our ep there's only two songs i like mm-hmm. there's only two recordings i like mm-hmm. i like the songs i just didn't like the recording so there's okay. like the second half i would have cut out and then on anglo-saxon i think maybe the second half of the record i would have cut too Wow. Which is, yeah. Crazy. It's like half of records I would have just like, okay, let me take more time and rewrite. Yeah. Or maybe write something else. Yeah. And that's like, I think also when we pitched that record, that was like the complaint we got. So I think that might also have influenced me a lot. Yeah. Um, What was the complaint you got? That they stopped listening on the second half of the record. Okay. And so I think that also influences like the way I look at that record now. Yeah. It's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. The second half is boring. Yeah. Was but, it do you think that that's like a just like a songwriting issue or it's a recording issue? I think it was a songwriting issue. I just don't think the songs are good enough. I think huh. like 
um, you know, as you're kind of going through the motions of being a musician and like having so many people tell you no all the time, you're like, fuck man, is it me? And like, you're just trying to figure, is it the songs? Yeah. Are we not playing good enough live? And then you have, now that I've had some success with my new records, like, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, but I think the songs just weren't good enough. That's why. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you have to like, and when you're in Santa Barbara, you're kind of like in a bubble and like, you're playing Soho and you're playing all these different places, but it's like, you have to play LA. You have to play this. You have to see how good the other bands are. Right. And you're like, fuck man, people are really good. Right. And we're okay. Yeah. And you have to just be real with yourself. And I love, um, the old iteration of Dante Lafonte. I love those old songs. I can listen to them and whatever, but it just wasn't good enough. That's why I wasn't getting where I needed to go. Cause now I know when I did make a record that was good enough, I saw everyone's like change around me. Oh, the agents want to work with you now. And yeah. oh, labels are interested now. It's like, oh, yeah. oh, this is how people are supposed to treat you when you make a good yeah. record. <laughs> You're not supposed to be like begging for people to work with you. Right. They want to work with you. Yeah. If they see things are kind of moving. Yeah. And I also saw that with venues. Like venues weren't booking me because they were just like, what's he doing? Who right. is this guy? Right. You know, like what's he doing? Like yeah. he hasn't done anything. So I noticed that too. So Have the- things have turned around, yeah. I imagine that that attention like builds and then wanes at a certain point. Have you experienced that as well, with or the, is it... with the record? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think people are like I said. People are excited for the next thing. Yeah. People have been excited for the next thing. Like but that's always how I've worked. I've always let these like long gaps happen between records because it takes the editing process is taking so long now. Because yeah. I'm just like the song isn't good enough. It's not good enough. It's not good enough. Um, and so yeah. It Interesting. Just takes, it just takes more time though. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting that you, I, I I don't know that I've heard that workflow before of like, you have the chords and the melody, but not yeah. the lyrics and yeah. like not, not any of the other accompaniment. And yeah. then you, you bring it to the band and then that's like, you do you, and then at that point, do you allow them to add in their accompaniment and yeah. then you, and then you bring in lyrics last kind and of a thing? And then we edit again. And then yeah. you edit again. Interesting. Yeah. We're, we're adding always, um, always playing less play like very minimal yeah and then like pick your spots everyone yeah. needs to pick their spots because if, if you let people play everyone's just gonna play on top of each other yep, yep yep and so uh each step of the way and then you know we'll play it live and then that's also like another progression another evolution mm-hmm. and then you hit the studio and then that's another evolution yeah and things are going to change and especially in the studio uh working with paul cherry on that last record i really know how to make a record now and like i really know you know, I've, I started learning about space and recording space like when I did my second record or attractions, but then the last one's like, okay, now I really know. Yeah. Yeah. No one's playing on top of each other. Yeah. If you're hearing something, it's because you're meant to hear it. Yeah. You're hearing a riff. Yeah. That's the only thing you're paying attention to is yeah. that riff. We're not yeah. going to make you listen to two riffs at the same time. Yeah. Which is like what a lot of people do. Right. <laughs> and it stresses me out as a listener and as yeah. like a musician to hear like, Oh, there's so many riffs happening. Like he's, right. he's doing a piano thing, but then he's doing a guitar thing, and then yeah. he's also singing on top of all that. Dude, it's so dirty. Like, yeah. And the cleaning that kind of stuff up takes you from that bar band, you know, to the next level. Yeah. Like you can open for someone now, and that is something that I noticed yeah. on like while listening through your stuff and being like, yeah, there's there's a lot of really good highlights happening yeah. constantly of being like, I learned that from St. Vincent. Interesting. Yeah, I, heard, I saw an interview with her. And then this band called Pure Bathing Culture was in Santa Barbara, and I was talking to them after a show. And they talked, they just did a record with a, 
Vanderslice, Joan Vanderslice, one of those producers, but he worked with St. Vincent. Cool. And they, he like relayed that information to them. And I, I was like, oh, and I started watching more interviews with her. And like, yeah, everything is very cool. Here's the riff. You're listening to the riff. Yeah. Now I sing. After yeah. I sing, here's a drum thing. Hmm. It's like, everything you're hearing is on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. There's no mistakes. Hmm. I think we all kind of like, I don't know, you know, you listen to pet sounds and it's amazing yeah. and it's so big Yeah. and there's so many like little sounds you can get lost in it. And those records are cool too, but you're not Brian Wilson. <laughs> Clean it up, you know? Like, yeah. 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 That's Only very he could interesting. Do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's the magic. Yeah. It's hard to, cause when you have a good idea, you like want to hear it more. Yeah. And then to be, you know, but editing is the. I don't know. I was just talking about this last night with uh, Bo Burnham's Inside. Mm-hmm. As soon as you saw the outtakes, you're like, this man edited so, so much. much. Yeah. And like, really, like, er- there are so many, s- like, little snippets off of that outtakes thing. And there, there's more outtakes than what, you know, actually mm-hmm. came out. So it's like, the idea that the, like, spider bit didn't get in there. The idea that, like, there, there's just so many things that I think could have gone on there and like no one would have batted an eye but the fact that he like got all of it out i don't know yeah that's something that i'm i need to think about a lot it's a little bit of a yeah just just think about it next time too like when you're writing like or when you're recording like that riff is kind of too busy yeah what if it was like simpler or like what if it wasn't there yeah you know or if we made a moment for it you know um but that also what you're just saying uh, also goes in with just like that, you know, I don't need California song. Like, it still fit the energy of the piece. Yeah. Like that's also important because I've also taken songs out of records because they didn't fit. Yeah. Like, oh, this is cool, but this is like not yeah. <laughs> like the other ones. Right. And you right. can feel the difference when you're listening to all the songs together. And uh, we had that when we were making the second record, like, oh, these all feel so good, and then this one comes on. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just not working. Yeah. And you can feel it. It's yeah. It's not even something you have to, like, really think about. It's like, yeah, we're just all, we're all in agreement, right? Like, Interesting. This song feels different. Like, yeah. it doesn't feel the same. It doesn't feel as good. Yeah. You know? and, uh, so you're still making records, like, with the assumption that people are going to listen through it. <sighs> I know. Consecutively. I've, I, yeah, unfortunately, I still am, but I am trying to, like, Which is, like, a thing. But I, I know. I, I still, still think of it as I still think the track listing is a record. Like yeah, an actual. This I agree. Is the A side, this is the B yeah. side. Yeah. yeah, I think that's important. Um, because so many like when you think about your favorite artists, they're yeah. still making records. Yeah, like they don't just like come out with a ton of disparate of singles. singles. Yeah, you know the the thing I've been saying with the singles, and I've been like back and forth with the singles too. Like, oh, maybe I, I shouldn't make another record. Maybe that should be my last record. And I just start making singles. Mm-hmm. Um, is that like people are still waiting for the the end. Where's the record? Mm-hmm. They're like, you can put out a bunch of songs. And I see my friends put out singles. I'm like, sick, I'll listen to this one song. But like, where's the album? Come on, give right. us the album. Like, right, where's right. the album? Yeah. And so I, I still think the album has a place. I don't think, uh, I still think like the way that Wolfpack does it. They have an album coming out, but mm-hmm. they still treat every song like it's a single. Yeah. It still gets a playthrough video. It still right. gets a music video. It still gets like, you're really squeezing the juice off each song. Yeah. Uh, we have one song. Here's the playthrough video. Maybe I'll do an acoustic version or a solo piano version. Uh, here's, you know, I don't know. There's just different ways 
to to milk it or yeah. to juice it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think you can do that to every song, and then you have like multiple pieces of content around your art. Yeah, I still, and I am also saying this on this this year in the podcast. There are differences between the content and the actual art. Yeah, I know people say the same thing, or some people like to they hate that word content, but yeah. Like, the album is the art. The songs are the art. The fucking TikTok video I made isn't art. It's yeah, the yeah, content yeah. I made <laughs> yeah, to promote yeah, yeah. the art. Like, right, yeah. Um, so I've been thinking, of, I've been just kind of messing with that a lot and thinking about that because I don't love that word content. It's so fucking used. Yeah. And I say it like 20 times that word. Right, 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 right. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, 100%. <laughs> there's art and then there's content. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I agree with this. It's, it's been interesting to um, continue to lower the standard, like both raise and lower the standard of what yeah. content is yeah. in today's age of like, this is like high value content, mm-hmm. you know? But then there's also like the video where you like, you like walk up to the phone. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. You yeah, know? Yeah, <laughs> it's totally. like, and your song is playing in the background and it's like, yeah, sick. One more video that has your song, song attached it, to it. Right? So it's like, it matters, I guess. But it's totally. like, I, yeah, it just feels so weird to like be playing this game that no one likes. Like no one, no, no one loves being on TikTok. No, no artist that I know yeah. enjoys that. But then like a lot of artists that I know will do a video like that yeah. and blow up. And yeah. like it increases their Spotify listeners, like so that kind of stuff is crazy. Where I'm like, so who watches this? Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. It's yeah. just um, TikTok can change your life. Yeah, and I've been saying it. I've yeah, been, I've been pounding the drum of TikTok, and I started seeing more Duncan's TikTok, and cool. It's just like it's what I'm, my main focus is. Yeah, is like, can I make stuff for that? And, yeah, because um, Instagram's not helping us. Mm-hmm. Like they they want you to spend money on ads and TikTok wants you to spend money on ads too, but they're also like, we need viral content because right. that's like we have a bottomless feed that we need to keep bottomless. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I love it. I think it's great. I think it's a platform that actually wants you to do well if you have something that goes well that that resonates. Yeah. Okay. Then. Yeah. But I've also had I've also noticed things that do really well on Instagram. Don't do well on TikTok. Like we'll mm-hmm. post the same video for Seymour. Yeah. And uh, we'll have a playthrough video or some someone playing guitar and does well on Instagram, but then doesn't do well on TikTok. It's interesting. Really weird. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. No yeah. rhyme or reason. No. And then randomly Facebook reels will like blow up. I know. Where it's like. I know. I've noticed. I've like. Continu- pushing the reels hard. So I, that's my thing right now is push Facebook reels really hard. Yeah. Because they've never been as generous before. Yeah. Yeah. And I've noticed like my, um, when I post like an actual reel to, to Facebook, it will perform worse than if I take the like TikTok reel and put that into Facebook. Like that for some reason will perform better. Mm. I I imagine like 40 year old people are like sick. Yeah. This is a TikTok. I'm I'm, hell yeah. I'm, I'm hip to TikTok. Like (laughs) (laughs) this is almost cooler now. Yeah, totally. Man, so what's so what's next for you? You are working on new music. You're gonna hit the studio soon. Yeah, working on new music. Um, yeah, I I have no idea what this next record is gonna sound like really? or look like. Yeah, the, you do the same thing you did the last record. It's a great question. I have no idea at the okay. moment. I I don't know because I don't know what kind of record it's gonna be. Yeah. Um, I think this. Um, I 
the thing that I'm really focused on right now is like I want to be uh, able to express an idea musically mm. and lyrically and then deliver it emotionally. Mm. <laughs> and like so much of my stuff is like heady. Yeah. It's like not like smart heady, just like, oh, isn't that kind of clever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, I guess. I guess it's kind of okay. clever. That's cool. Yeah, it sounds kind of like this other thing and like um and like I I really like the record that I just made. Um and there's a lot more emotion on that than anything I've made in the past. Right. So like not to like shit on all my previous work, but it's like that's how that's how making a new record feels right. all yeah. all the time. Just being, it's kind of a reaction to everything you've done in the past. It's mm-hmm. like I want to keep growing in this area of like I want to I want to feel more when I'm when I'm making it and when I'm singing it. Yeah. And like a lot of a lot of the the record that I'm still promoting came out in October. Like I feel a lot of those songs and they feel really good yeah. to like to sing out. Um, and I just want, I want to go deeper into that space and it's been, um, learning more things musically. You can like express an idea of being like, yeah, we feel lost because we're literally between two key centers right Right, now. So you're able to like really feel that in the music and be like, wow, I don't know where we're going to land here. Mm. And then when you hit, it's like, oh, it like feels so much better. And like, yeah, so just certain tricks like that. I'm, I'm really... I'm like currently learning, so I know I'm not going to master them for like a few years, but but I'm right. like, I could still you're get applying, lucky. You're applying some of it now. Yeah. And I could still get lucky. And I think I have gotten lucky on a few of the songs and I'm like, this is, this is pretty sick. Really? Like, yeah. yeah. It's, a lot, it's a lot different than your previous work now. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Um, so yeah. The lessons are working. The lessons are working yeah. and um, they keep surprising me of like, Great. Um, yeah, I, there's, there's just so much, all the music that I've been writing for all these years has been in one key right in one mode and it's just like the idea that you can switch keys in a cool way not just like uh i keep the love on top yeah like yeah yeah um yeah to to be able to like move sneakily between two keys in a very emotive way and like I, I've never knew, knew that was an option. Yeah. And so now I'm like, okay, sick. Let's, let's make, I don't know, let's make another 15 songs like that and see, see cool. what that sounds like. Cause it, it's making something very cool. It feels, yeah. um, yeah. So what's next is like, I think I'm just really wanting to push into learning and growing. Um, I've had like multiple calls with, I've also, I've been trying to get like a music manager for like ever. Yeah. Um, and I continue to have these meetings with people who manage other artists. And like the goal isn't so that they'll manage me. The goal is so I can learn how I'm being perceived. Yeah. <laughs> and what it is that they see that can be improved. And I've gotten a ton of feedback and a ton of it contradicts. Really? And oh yeah, just basic stuff. Just like you should post less. To, like don't tell people that you're married. Like don't like. Like we what? we want to create space for oh, little girls boy. to oh, love boy. your sweet body. Oh boy, oh, <laughs> it's like oh, pause. Yeah. Really, it doesn't sit well with me. So stuff like that where you're like, I don't. I went in 2016 when I first started this. That was one. That was like one of the first pieces really, of advice. Tell people you're married. Yeah, that was the what first piece shit? of advice that someone gave me, and I like. 
I did one gig and I was out with uh, two of my girlfriends who are not my wife. And I was like, okay, let's like not tell people that I'm married and it's just like, see, see how this goes. And I, I made this like weird joke where someone was just like, oh, it's like one of these, your girlfriend. And I was like, if only they could both be. Uh, yeah, and I like turned to them afterward and I was like, that was weird. That was gross that was guys. Weird, yeah. I don't, I don't like that. that. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I was like, <laughs> I told them, I was like, I don't like that I did that. Doesn't feel uh, good. And they, they were laughing. Like, it was like very funny yeah, for, yeah, yeah, for yeah. everybody. It was like a good time. But you didn't feel good about it. Uh, yeah. And all of us were like, that was kind of, eh, kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, they, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> so funny. That's such funny advice because it's like, as a fan, I want to know those things. Yeah. I want to know this, like what these songs are about. Yeah, like if they are about your wife or whatever, but like that that authenticity that everyone's like, oh, you have to be authentic online. You have to be authentic online. Yeah, it's like, well, this is my authentic self. Yeah, it's like what I'm presenting. So if that's an issue, then right, you don't really want authenticity. Yeah, like, what are we looking for? Yeah. yeah, and I do, I do, um, like with all of these like pieces of advice, there's there's pieces to take and pieces to drop right, right. and certain things of like her being like, I want your songs to be a mad lib that mm. people can put their own experiences into yeah. and the song can be theirs. This isn't a song about you and your wife. Right. This is a love. This is a song about love Yeah, and being like, Hmm, I think that's actually like really good advice of like, I don't want this to be a song so specifically about my wife who lives yes. at my address. Yeah. <laughs> like I want this to, um, there's a, Ethan Gruska record where he he's um, he's singing. It's called Teenage Drug, and he mm. uh, it it's this, it's this idea of like what are the most like personal and iconic imagery that you can pull from, mm. and he like talks about like the 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 door in your parents' house that we weren't supposed to close. Could we close it just a little more? Mm. And like that's like an idea that like everybody can kind of get behind. Like yeah. everyone has like had that experience, and it's not so specific that it like pushes you away right um so like that's yeah the this is all on the subject of learning like what what am i learning the answer is a lot (laughs) because i'm constantly opening myself up to feedback being here in la i'm like look i've been doing it a certain way and it's gotten me not where necessarily i want to go right so i'm i'm open and i'm willing and i'm wanting to change and put in work if like if you think it's important that I learn how to write music so I can convey it to others, mm-hmm. like I will at least try, try yeah. and like think about it and like spend five hours this week. Oh. Like <laughs> it's like like some of that's brutal where it's just like I honestly don't know that I'm gonna yeah. need to use this, but I'm at least going to like give it a shot, give it a shot, yeah, and yeah. like really try and yeah. So I'm I'm just trying a lot of things and seeing if oh. something works out, <laughs> and you know the classic music industry quote is that you don't need a a manager until there's until there's something to manage yeah it's like i've noticed that as well and i love i love my buddy hank who who helps manage dante him and will they're like this two dudes in uh uh, kansas city they're really sweet and they work really hard and Mm -hmm. uh they've made it to the point where there is something to manage. okay there is we are managing something now And, and it's uh it's cool. They're really sweet guys, and uh, I like working with them. But you also can like find them in the weirdest of places. You know? Yeah, they just like emailed me randomly in the lockdown. I was like, who, 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 
this is probably bullshit. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's yeah. probably fake, but let me take this call. Yeah. And I was like, oh, he's actually a really nice guy. Cool. And worked really hard and, you know, has some connections with, like, agents. Because that was, like, my main thing. I was like, I need a booking agent. Like, yeah. I need to, like, play shows. I need to hit the road. Like, yeah. I don't know. That was always, like, the biggest hurdle to find an agent. Mm-hmm. And um, during the lockdown, yeah. So that was also kind of, like, the first thing. Like, kind of just pinpoint it's like you want all these different things but where are the things you need now Mm -hmm. it's like i need to get on the road yeah play shows i need to get opening slots yeah and then uh yeah the other stuff will follow yeah and so that was like kind of the first thing and then of course we went i think we went overboard i played like way too much last year yeah how much did you play i think we played like almost 60 shows cool and i was looking at it but it was also like a two-week run here a week run here yeah like uh, yeah, it was a little much, a lot yeah. of traveling, but all that stuff, it's all fun, man. Yeah. After the fact. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I get like so much anxiety before a tour. I'm like, oh, I have to leave for like two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm working on the road. And it's just, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, jeez. All that, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, that's my advice to you. Like, do you need a manager right now or do you need an agent? Yeah. And like, how do you do that? So you can start yeah. making more money. Yeah. Playing shows. I don't know stuff to think about, man. Yeah, no, I'm down. I'm down for. I'm just looking for literally putting any it, help. Putting it out there. Yeah, the literally universe. any help that I, is like all that I'm looking for. Like, cool. um, yeah, the w- I like had a conversation with a stylist this last week and oh, just being cool. like, being like, I need that. Yeah, being like, yeah, you you saw how I dress. Like, what do you what do you think? Like, what do you? Yeah. What's like the point of all this? Yeah. She was like, she's like, I just want you to feel good. Yeah, a lot of them will just say that. I'm like, well, I feel good in this, but yeah. I'm already being told. Don't yeah, dress like yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, yeah, but like, what are the things that you'd feel really good in? Yeah. And being like, and how do you, how do you embody? Because she was like, you have a stage energy, right? How do we embody? Mm-hmm. And like, your your stage energy is like a piece of you that mm-hmm. like lives inside of you that you wish could come out more. She's like, the whole the whole point is to embody that energy in your everyday wardrobe, and so you can carry that everywhere you go. And being like, sick. Yeah, that's good advice. That's a, that's a great way to look at that. <laughs> being like, yeah, I do carry myself super different on stage. I am confident on stage. Yeah. And like, more so than my real life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. I get that. Yeah. I would love to like feel more confident in my oh. real life. And like, he's like, yeah, well, then like carry things that are basically like your little talismans that like yeah. make you feel that way. And being like, okay, sick. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. I think like, that was like the biggest evolution for me was like that energy I bring on stage. Can I have that like everywhere? Yeah. <laughs> and that's what I've been working on. Yeah. Yeah. Can I just feel that way all the time? And yeah. Yeah. It's working. Good. I feel just better in life. Yeah. Good. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. But yeah, man. Awesome. Well, dude, let's wrap this up. Um, I should have had you promote things in the beginning because people don't listen to the end. But uh <laughs> Uh, promote what you need to promote at the end and maybe I'll cut it up and put it in the beginning. Great, great. Welcome to the beginning. <laughs> this is the beginning of the show. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. What you got going on? I got a record called Call Waiting. Uh, six songs, four full band, two acoustic uh, that came out in October. It's great. Yeah. It's got great album art, great stickers, great merch. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'll be playing around all year. So if you're in central california through if you're in california chances are i'll play in your neck of the woods i'm in i'm in san francisco in march and then where are you playing at, at in san francisco 
Um, I I do this thing with Comcast, okay, where I like play rooftops, okay, and uh, that's cool. Entertain their residents. Is that public or do you have to like? Yeah, that's public. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, you just DM me. That's pretty easy. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Find find you if you're in San Francisco. Go go check out the show. Yeah. That's <laughs> awesome, man. Um, and you have a podcast. I also do have a podcast. podcast. Yeah. Um, I also just had Kyle on. So. <laughs> that's awesome yeah <laughs> that's great yeah i have it's the connor Trellin podcast and uh yeah it's just my excuse to talk, talk to with me. other musicians <laughs> are you still doing it on zoom yes um I can't do it anymore. yeah it's done. that's a lot um but it's all, like in la it's also a lot to ask somebody yeah. to like come over yeah to to film when they're like I just kind of met you. I'd rather. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 There's like a lot of the people that I'm asking don't know me that well. So it's just like, unless we like have had like a great personal experience, I'd be like, "Mm, I don't want to freak you out, but do you want to come to my house? (laughs) Yeah. I kind of get that too. That's why I like this thing. Yeah. A third neutral location. A neutral location where no one knows where I am. Yeah. No one should know where I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But I do love this area. Good, yeah. good. Hell yeah. Well, thanks, man. Yeah, thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate